At Ruck Up Podcast, we take a little bit of a different approach. We take industry professionals from law enforcement, military, security, and outdoors enthusiasts all around the world, and we hear their story. So let's hear it. Attack or infiltration or suspected infiltration, and we have to be ready to uh, read. allegedly massacred by the, the crown prince. And I was there not to do with that. I arrived the day after. Check us out at our website at rockupmedia.com. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. You watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matthew Terry, and this is the It's Time to Fight Podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I love to let you know that I appreciate every single click that that play button gets. But don't forget all the play buttons that are out there that you can click. We are on Podbean. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. Please do me a favor. Go over there. Give us a five-star rating. It does help quite a bit. So the uh, the rig has come out of the ICU. The rig has survived. If you listened last week, then you know that uh, I was giving a eulogy for my podcast rig. If you've ever seen me do a live podcast or you've seen me do commentary for a show, you know exactly what rig I'm talking about. Uh, last week, I was talking about how I was going to have to go get a new new setup, new rig, um, because this one was uh, doing things that it was not supposed to do, and it wasn't doing things that uh, it was supposed to do, and it was just... To me, it was on its last legs. And um, a friend of mine who's a computer guy, that's what he does for a living. He's a computer guy. Like I asked him, you know, because I know he's really into computers. I said, what is it you do anyway? And he says, I'm a computer guy. And that's it. That I Well, what exactly? I'm a computer guy. All right. So we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, he gets a hold of me and he says, "Uh, what kind of rig are you using? So I told him it's a Procast by Mictech. And uh, he went and he did some research and did some due diligence. And uh, he got back to me and said, uh, you know, try these, try this. And uh, it looks like it'll go back to factory settings. So I tried it and it seems everything has gone back to factory settings. Everything has gone back to the way it originally was. And it's almost like a brand spanking new podcast rig now. If a new, if the new podcast rig had, you know, the indicator lights were burnt out and I was missing a mute button and for some odd reason there's some stain on here that just won't come the fuck off. But regardless, um, the rig's working. So hopefully I, uh, hopefully I can get another five years out of this thing now that it's been uh, re- regenerated. So Alpha One Wrestling has a show this Sunday, uh, February 16th, 2020 at the Germania Club in Hamilton, Ontario. And it's a great card, great matches, great people on the card. Um, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. 
Uh, I don't know. Like, social media-wise. Like, when I see stuff, am I supposed to click like or share or retweet? I don't know what the protocol is. It, it's it's kind of like when you when you break up with, with the with the girlfriend and you 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 split on decent terms but am, am I a dickhead if if I don't support outwardly you know do, do I look like a jerk if I do that or do I look like needy and having second thoughts? If I do outwardly support them, this might sound, I wish I was making this up to try and be funny on the podcast. And, you know, these words coming out of my mouth don't sound funny at all. You're probably all just sitting there just like, this isn't funny at all. But this is the shit that goes on in my head. This is actually something that I'm thinking about. Like, I want to support Alpha One Wrestling, but I don't want to look like I regret my decision. And I don't want to not support Alpha One and say, look at that dickhead. He won't even give us a like. He won't even give us a share. He won't. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I really don't. Somebody tweet me at Announcer Terry or tweet the show at Time to Fight Pod. Send me an email. Time to Fight Pod at gmail.com. Let me know what I'm supposed to do. Find me on Facebook. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. I, I really want to know. Say, you're Bobby Rivers, right? Bobby barely registers and nods while he looks around for women. I love how you beat Willie Dean tonight. I hate that guy. You know, I can't Bobby looks at the bar and sees Willie Dean talking to two girls. Hey, Chris, kayfabe. He looks at the fan. Sorry, man, we stay here. There's going to be a fight. You know what I mean? Let's go, Chris. Chris asks, why didn't we stay? There wasn't going to be any fight. Listen, brother. Bert Ironside's rule number one. Baby faces and heels do not socialize. Why? It's all about protecting the business. You don't tell your five-year-old that there's no Santa Claus. And faces and heels do not sit in a bar full of marks drinking together. Kings of the Ring is wrestling's first audio drama podcast as a fictional depiction of the 1980s wrestling industry in and out of the ring. Join us as we take you back to the 1980s. We'll be a fly in the wall in the locker rooms of the past while the wrestlers put together matches. We'll take you into the jam-packed arenas where the rabid fans of the past believed everything they saw was real. We'll take you inside the ring where you'll hear what the wrestlers talk about and you can feel the action. We'll take you to the underbelly of the arena where the wrestlers got into all sorts of trouble. And we'll take you to the bars and clubs where the boys got into even more trouble. (laughs) And it wouldn't be 80s wrestling if we didn't end up at the hotel room. Search Kings of the Ring from any podcast app or go straight to the website kingsotr.com. Scumbag Yates is on the show today, and uh, I'm not going to get into too much of an introduction because it's a bit of a longer interview, and we do cover quite a bit in the interview. But uh, I will say, and I, I we talk about it during the interview, where uh, the podcast will post a little bit after midnight, and then inevitably I will wake up the next morning to a like and a share from Scumbag Yates. And it turns out he actually listens to the podcast too. 
Um, he's not just trying to help a friend or get this podcast out there. Uh, he actually listens to it. And this becomes obvious when um, he, he answers the phone and he just goes right into promotional mode. He knows that when I call, as soon as the subject answers the phone, it's go time. It's it, The interview is started. And that's great because, as I said, obviously he listens to the podcast. But at the same time, I kind of like to try and at least start it off a little more casual, you know, a little more low key. Um, but, you know, what's what's a man to do? So uh, here's my interview with uh, Scumbag Yates. Listen to it. Become a fan of him. He deserves it. Hello. Hello, scumbag. Hello, Matthew Terry. How are we doing today? Doing very well. How are you doing, sir? Oh, not too bad. Had some breakfast this morning. Get my computer and printer all set up to get ready to do some work after this. It's a good day. It's a good day indeed. What what kind of work are you setting up to do? Uh, just doing some uh, printing for sponsorship sheets for upcoming STM show that's happening. March 27 at Hagerstow Community Center in Hagerstow, Ontario. So let's just get, like that kind of... let's just get the promotion <laughs> stuff out of the way. Oh yeah, let's just get all that <laughs> right off the hop. <laughs> all right, so SKM, what's the date again? So our date is March 27th, which is a Friday night that's happening down at the Hagerstow Community Center. Uh, we have not announced two matches so far. We got uh, our main event, which is going to be a two out of three tables match between Joey Allen and the Courage Crusher Carew. So that's the main event. We also announced that uh, D-man Daniel Parker, who's coming back up from NWA Power and Championship Wrestling from Arizona, he's coming up for a bit, and he's going to be having a match against Tomer Shalom for a spot at the Pennis Cup, which will be happening in May in Dunville. All right. So are, are, are we done Are we done shilling the show? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm done trying to put myself over, and I'm going to try to put other people over. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how much are tickets? you got to say how much, t- how much tickets are. All right. So our advanced tickets, so we have uh, general admission is $15. If you buy four of them, they are going to be for $50. And those are the family packets only for advanced tickets. And ring size are $20. And then on the day of the show, they're going to be increasing by 5 bucks. All right. And where can people get tickets, scumbag? So they can get tickets at the Hagersville Convenience, which is on Main Street of Hagersville, which is about a five-minute walk away from Hagersville. Uh, community center. Uh, you can also get them at Canal Fuels, which is on uh, Old 54 Road, uh, right by KT Gas and all that. Or you can either contact me or our other promoter, Shane Miracle, for tickets. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get all that information from you for the uh, for the contacts. Ah, so, don't worry. All right. So now that we got all that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Got the most important thing out of the way. Now most important thing do. out of the way. Just, just in case yeah. this goes downhill from here, people are going to still, they're, and they don't tune in for the end, then it's just, you know, this, this interview is the shit, so let's just stop. And But now we got all that stuff out of the way. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to go downhill from sure. Like, I'm 
I'm probably going to burn my career in the next hour, however how long this takes. All right. <laughs> so, well, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your your reputation here. Why the fuck do they call you scumbag? Because like, and I mean this legitimately. You're like one of the nicest guys that I've met. Like, well, maybe not one of the nicest, but you know, you're a pretty nice guy. So, what the fuck was a scumbag? I'm sometimes nice. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of came up with it. Um, it just kind of popped in my head because I always felt like when I started out, I was going to be healed because I'm always, I'm always shit talking, especially like some guys knew back in the day with the chant monkeys and all that stuff. So we're all just shit talkers. So I figured it's like there's not really anyone who plays like, there's like been dirty characters, but. No one has played really that scummy character in Ontario for quite some time. So it's like, ah, you know what? Let's try to, let's see where I can go on with this. And then most people have just been calling me scummy now. Or uh, or Chad has done it a couple of times, comeback, which works out perfectly for photos when they come out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> so, okay, so you're, you're, uh, you're trained by Rip, correct? Yes, yes, I've been training for RIP uh, since 2018. Okay, and how's that going for you? Or how how, oh, how, how did that go for you? Let's say that. Because actually, no, it's how it going, because you're still training with them, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm still with them. I haven't left. <laughs> so how's how's, uh, that, how's that going? Uh, training has been fun. Like, it's, it's good to have, like, with the core people that also come in to train as well. Like, it's always been fun. With training, like for what all our mindsets are kind of like and all that stuff. And Rip has a lot of knowledge that I don't think people sometimes forget. It's like, oh, he's like really, really good at what he does. And he can really have a match with anybody. So he's all taking that knowledge and he's giving it to the rest of the students at HPW. And it's it's really taking a stride if you take a look at, like, past students like uh, BMD and Dylan Daniels and Jake Jones. Those guys, you see how far they've become, and now you're seeing kind of students that are coming up, and you can kind of see where where all the training is coming to. All right, so you, you, uh, you, you mentioned SKM. Obviously, you do the, uh, the HPW. And where where else are you going? Uh, so I recently uh, I've been going to 365 Wrestling, which if people have not known, uh, it's the new branding from PWA. I went to their first two shows that were uh, last month, uh, the Guelph Show and the Kitchener Show. Um, I actually had to got to ref the uh, Kitchener card, which was. Uh, crazy experience and we'll get to that <laughs> later on in a bit but uh yeah um coming up for me right now i have pwo coming out next weekend uh me and airstrike which is mike forte and tyler arrow teaming up against slap that meat which is raunchy nuts and johnny deluca uh cpw there's a hamilton heritage rumble i don't know if i'm in it yet it hasn't been announced but <laughs> We'll see what happens from there. Is that kind of what you're uh, assuming you're doing? I, 
I'm going to be with EZE at some point, but yeah. I don't know if I'm doing anything else from there. <laughs> um, yeah, I know there's a Greek town show coming up. I usually wrestle there and also do sound for them mostly and sometimes wrestle there as well. Um, now, you, now, do you do – I know you've done a couple maybe battle royals for MCW. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've done one or two rumbles. I know one for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I know the main – like I mostly just do sound at MCW because since you – obviously you would see it, like the music area is open. Yeah. So people can see the people behind it. So I always find it kind of weird where it's – Oh, I, this guy just wrestled and he's running right behind the computer to do sound. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you, you just wrestled. What are you doing there? But with Greek Town, I'm able to do both because I'm actually behind a curtain. So as soon as I do the match, which is usually the first match, as soon as I've done the match, I'm like, sweet, run right behind the corner, grab my water, then no one else can see me for the rest of the night. So it makes it easier for that. Yeah, but now you know that everybody's going to be sitting there at Greek Town, and they're just going to be staring at the curtain going, he's back there. I know he's back there. He just, he said on the fucking podcast that he's back there. I, I, don't, anyway. know, I don't think they want people. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to be listening to that, but... Yeah. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Um, I'll try to share it as much as possible. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But you're... you're you mentioned how, like, you know, the the guy who wrestles and then he goes and he does the music. Um, and you mentioned how you've been doing some refereeing. Do, do people yeah. do people not? And I asked Matt Grant this too because he did the same thing. But um, do people not kind of go like, you know, why, why is scumbag refereeing? Uh, I think in that one because I didn't wrestle the past. Like I did, I wasn't there for the last Kitchener show there for PWA and I only I was like at the tail end of PWA when I wrestled there so some people kind of recognize me but not really do you think do you think there's that much differential in Ontario wrestling that that like you know you can go promotion to promotion to promotion and people just don't they, they differentiate you from you know PWO to 365 to you know Greek town do you think that, do you think fans actually differentiate like that? I think so because like it, there's there are some people who have flat out admitted to me like they will only go to certain shows. Like there are exceptions out there, like your JP Samus and your Brian Nitros and Brian Sicarellas and James Webster and like Matt D'Angelo, all these guys that go around. But there's also like a large group of people that will only go to one show. Like, with 365 and PWA, I remember people would just go to the Guelph shows. And they'd be like, oh, you're coming out to Moral the Kitchener? It's like, no, 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 I just come to the Guelph shows. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Guelph is only, like, 20 minutes away. It's not that far. It's like, yeah, no, but I just like I just like these Guelph shows. They're, they're fun. And it's like, all right. <laughs> and I think it happens with that with other shows as well, like Greektown, like, Greek Town audience is different from, like, a Smash audience or a Demand Lucha audience. Like, you see different people there. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes I have to st- – I, I honestly have to stop and think sometimes because me, I want as much wrestling 
as possible. Like, I, I follow all of Ontario, and with the streaming services, you know, I see different people in different promotions all over the place. So I, sometimes I have to stop and think, like, okay, not every motherfucker does this. Like, not everybody watches or, fo- or follows or looks for results or looks for, you know, descriptions. Some people aren't as hardcore as I am, and sometimes they're just, <laughs> like, they don't care. They don't care the, the 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 difference between, you know, someone here and someone there. Um, now I can't remember the fuck I was. Oh, uh, you, but you, you talked about the, the refereeing, and you said that that was an interesting experience that we would get back to, so go ahead and hit it. All right, so, yeah, I did the golf show that was in for 365, and I wasn't originally supposed to ref, but uh, the one referee, Joe Dog, he wasn't able to make it, and old school had the surgery, so I was kind of like last minute. It's like, okay, so I'll be refing. It's like, so how many matches will be refing? It's like, oh, you got five matches. Like, oh, okay. Uh, Eddie uh, ended up calling one of his buddies, Dirty D, if you ever, or Dirty Dan, if you ever met him, he was an old wrestler and referee back in the day, but he came out, he did a couple matches and I did the rest. But it's like, okay, so first time wrestling, who I got? Oh, I'm doing the main with Josh Alexander and Judas Icarus. Okay, let's, uh, let's not try to screw this one up. And that was definitely experience, uh, especially since in that match, I almost got kicked in the head. Uh, I think Icarus. It's just I got caught in the corner. I was trying to move, and it's like, well, if they're doing something, I don't want to move around too much. And all of a sudden, I just see a foot come up, like, oh, there's a foot. Uh, and the middle rope broke during the match as well, which is always the stress level adds <laughs> just so much. It's like, okay, so that's a middle rope. There goes some things. And they still did a top rope suplex which was crazy to me just just watching Icarus going up and not even like trying to go for the counter or anything just looking up like what are you doing yeah <laughs> like what what, what what are you trying to do did you see Josh go up and it's like what what, what are you doing <laughs> let's do it man all right there we go Woo! <laughs> um yeah I also I also did the women's match, which was CC Moss and Holly Dead. Yeah. Uh, which was an awesome match. I had to take a ref bump for that. So, thank God there was a second referee there that night. Uh, Joey Allen, Super K, which was a fun match. Uh, the first match I did was ETE and which was also a fun match, which in that match, the top rope broke. So that takes a lot of stuff from everybody. Yeah. And I uh, I split my pants, tried to go for a fancy pin, and just big old asshole. Uh, thank God I was wearing black underwear so no one else caught any attention. But it was like, oh, this is sweet. So first match we do, top break broke. I split my pants. Sweet. Awesome. And then the last match I did was uh, Brody King versus Eddie Osborne, which 
that was also scary in the sense is I got a I'm kind of a tall guy. Yeah. I was the biggest guy around. Like there's obviously guys bigger than me. But it's like you're staying in the rain and you see Brody King, who I'm looking up to. He's like the twice of my size. And you see Eddie Osborne where we're kind of like the same height, but he's also a thick guy. Yeah. It's just like, this, this is going to be nuts. Yeah. It's like, is the rain going to be able to hold all three of us in here? <laughs> kind of situation. Well, I, I, I myself hate refereeing. I absolutely hate it. And there's only very few people that can make me do it, I should say. Um, and one of them is Nick. And I don't know if you guys were around by this point, but there was one night that no referees showed up and they decided to take me off of ring announcing and have me referee. Uh, have Bill Chase, I think, uh, do the ring announcing. And I think I did all the matches. And oh, and I hated it. I absolutely hate referee, refereeing because yeah. because I don't do it. Like I've I've done it numerous times, but I just don't do it consistently enough. Where you know it's it's anyway. And it yeah, just, where you, it yeah, took, you don't do it enough where you feel comfortable enough. Where it's like, oh, geez, okay, I gotta go here and go go here. Exactly. Blah, blah. Like if, if, I tell everybody, like, okay, listen, keep it simple. Like just. Keep it absolutely simple. I'm sorry if I'm fucking you up. I'm sorry if I'm, you know, taking your shit away from you. But keep it simple because, and it, it, I don't think I've told this story before, but Cody Diener, um, uh, we, they were doing like an eight-man tag or something. And I don't know if I misheard him. I don't know what the fuck happened. But they were doing like a distraction spot where, they the 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 I where I was gonna miss the tag. My my back was to them making a tag. Yeah, yeah, the blind tag. Yeah, but yeah. what I but what I heard Cody say was watch him, watch him. The, I'm thinking the guy behind me, the face. Yeah. And I keep trying to turn around, and Cody keeps grabbing me and pulling me back. And he keeps saying, "Watch him, watch him." And I don't know if I misheard him or what. And if I did, then maybe I shouldn't be as fucking hot at Cody as I am. Because at one point, he just yelled at me right in the middle of the ring and said, don't you even fucking watch wrestling? And then got out of the yeah. ring. Yes. So. I'm not trying to bash people, but I, I've heard many stories about with Cody Dinner and that kind of stuff. And. Like Just, Co Cody is, no. Co I I do not deny Cody is a very skilled wrestler, and you know he oh, he has he has charisma for fucking miles. But just every, there's been a couple instances where he just made me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not on here to bash anybody. No, let's bash more people. Who else can we go after? <laughs> oh, I I got a list. I got a fucking list, buddy. But you were talking about the ro the ropes. Did you ever hear about the uh, the Alpha One, the ropes, the top rope between uh, Scotty O'Shea and Josh Alexander? I believe I was. I remember I hear the story. I can't remember if I was there or not because uh, there was a time, like I, 
used to go to, like I started going to shows in 2018, but there was a little gap in between 2012 and 2016 where I was living in Halifax. So I still like kind of paid attention to what was going on, but obviously it wasn't at shows. Well, no, it was right. like right. The, the second, I think it was the second ever Alpha One show. And Hacker uh, Hacker went for the Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, so then he, he he went for it. Didn't he just, like kick the top rope and it broke? Well, or he, like he, that? he kicked the top rope and it fell off. And that was my ring. So I get up on the apron to fix it and they push me down, you know, deservedly so. Like I'm sitting here, oh my God, my ring is falling apart. And I yeah, try, just, uh, yeah I, so I try to put the rope on. They pushed me down. That was fine. So and yeah. so that was kind of cool. Like I just I tightened it up. So then the very next show, hacker goes for the control alt delete, hits the move, or I think he missed maybe, and the top rope comes off. And after that, one, a fan like came up to me and said, "How do you guys do that?" And I said, how do we do what? He goes, how do you make the top rope fall off? I said, it just falls off, man. <laughs> and I said, it's it just falling off. And like, no, no, really. Like, like, that's just too much of a coincidence. Like, there's no way that the same two guys, the same move, the same, the same everything. I said, no, that the rope's just falling off. And they would not believe me. They thought that we literally had a button or something that would make the top rope fall off. Yeah, it's just like, oh, here's a cue now, press the button, blah, blah. It's like, no, my ring is shit, okay? Just leave me alone. Yeah, my ring was a piece of <laughs> My ring was a piece of shit because then I think it may, I went out and I instead of the hooks into the, into the, yeah. onto, the, onto the ring post, I got bolts. I changed the turnbuckles so that you, had, you put a bolt through. Yes. Yeah. No, no hooks. No hooks. So, and when I brought the ring and I assembled it, I said, "Look, look, bolts, bolts, not going down." And this was an outdoor show, and it was hot as hell. I don't know if this contributed at all, but somebody, um, I think they were trying to do a superplex or something, and the middle rope just fell the fuck off. Jesus. Like the weld, the weld from the ring post just let the fuck go. Just just snapped right off, eh? Yeah, and everybody just tumbled down, and I'm pretty sure Ashley Six might have been in there. But, at, yeah, and just, and like they, they went on, you know, about it, but, but yeah, and I remember sitting there going, what the fuckity fuck? I probably didn't say fuckity, but you know what the fuck? But what is going on? Like, why is my ring such a piece of shit? And then it was after that that I went out and I, uh, you know, got it fixed properly. And then I think it was like a show or two later where Hacker put his knee through the windshield of my truck. <laughs> and yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, well, what happened was, he, uh, this again, it was an outdoor show, and my truck was parked at one end. And him and Josh, of course, were having like this uh, like this hardcore Falls Count Anywhere thing. Yeah. And they had the first half of the show, and then just this random rainstorm. And so that went on for about 10 minutes. 
So they had had this planned before. So he goes to what what he had done was he had uh, rolled down the window of the truck so he could just climb onto the window and climb onto the top of the truck. Right. So it rained, so somebody closed the window. So he goes to do the spot. He puts Josh on the table, and then he goes, but the window's closed. And he doesn't want to open the truck, roll down the window, and then climb up. So he goes to the front of the truck and starts climbing up. But it's rained, so the truck is slippery. And he puts his knee into the windshield of my truck. And then gets up on top of the truck and jumps off. And but, it's just like, one of those moments I could see it going through his head. And like both of their heads, as soon as that happens, just like, knee, it's like, oh, whoops. Uh, all right, let's just go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to say this because, you know, Hacker deserves the credit that, I'm going to give him was he put his knee through that windshield and I, um, I, I had, I had to stay home for something. I had sent the ring with other people. Yeah. And I did not know about this until, um, the truck came home that night. So I hear about this and hacker got a hold of me and he said, let's just let me know how much it is and I'll fix it. And I'll oh, say, yeah. and I said, dude, don't worry about it. Like, I'll I'll take care of it. And he goes, yeah, but I didn't tell you I was going to do this. Like, you didn't find out. And I said, no, no, don't worry about it. He goes, but I didn't tell you. Like, you know, I didn't ask permission first. And I looked. I Scotty, you know as well as I do. If you would have came to me and said, hey, can I jump off the top of your truck? I would have said yes. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, do whatever, sure, yeah, go for it. So yeah, so and uh, we ended up go. Uh, he insisted on it, so we ended up going half and half on it. Uh, uh, Hacker is such a sweetheart. Like it's especially when you listen to a podcast, and like he always jokes around. He's always the asshole, especially with to Steve Brown. But he's just an absolute sweetheart, and it's always sweet to see him inside the locker room because you get to talk with him and just pretty much bullshit with him for. Yeah the entire show and it's always great so yeah so that uh, and that i think that was the same show that again i didn't go with it so they unloaded the truck but when they loaded it they didn't know how to load it because like the truck i had had like limited room so you had to put everything just right just perfect yeah so the way they had put it was they took their first turn and all the ring posts rolled down on, down onto the wheel well of the truck and just collapsed it. Oh, oof. So oof. they had to get out, reload the truck with absolutely no weight on this wheel well. <laughs> so it was it wasn't yeah, that 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 weekend cost me quite a bit of money. <laughs> I I would imagine holy shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> now I don't own the ring anymore. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. That was actually going to answer one of my questions I was going to ask for you because I've always associated you with Alpha One, but I thought about this like a couple of days ago where it was like, how long were you actually at Alpha One? Because I remember like seeing you at the Germania Club and all that stuff. But I, 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 never... I was with uh, Alpha One, uh, you know, save from like, I'm going to say five shows that I couldn't go to. 
uh, two that I was fired from. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, but from the very beginning, I was their ring announcer from the very beginning. Really? Okay. Cause yeah, cause the first, the first alpha one show that I ever went to was at, I believe it was the fire hall. That was, I think it was in upper Hamilton when they still had that six sided ring. Yep. I think that was my first show that I ever went to. I think the main was Justin Sane versus uh, Brody Lee. Yeah. Uh, that was that was like my first Alpha One show. It was just like that was like 2008, 2009, I believe. Yeah. You guys were right there. And I couldn't remember how long. Like, I know you've been announcing for a long time, but I couldn't remember how far back it actually was. So No, I was, I was actually because I had uh, Sabrina Kyle on. Uh, not too long ago, and I had said that Sabrina uh, gave me my very first ring announcing gig, and then uh, really? yeah, and then Ethan Page because she was doing a charity show, and then I didn't really know Sabrina, but like yeah. a mutual friend said, "Well, hey, uh, you know Terry's just down in Welland. Why don't you bring him in? He'll do the ring announcing." So I did that, and then Ethan was at that charity show. And then he rented the six-sided ring from me, and he said, and if you want, you can do the ring announcing too. So that's, and that's how it all started. That's how it all just, like, I, I, I give Ethan, like, I, 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 I credit Sabrina for, you know, just giving me that, that chance, even though she, she did it blindly. Like, she had no idea if I would be a decent ring announcer or not. And actually, that show, um... It was like in this very small garage, and they were having a yes. they were having such a bitch of a time getting the microphone to work. They could get the music to work, but they couldn't get the microphone to work. So they hand uh, me the microphone. That irritates me. <laughs> they give me the microphone, uh, and it's a wireless microphone. Mm-hmm. And they hand me the microphone, and I try it, and it uh, it doesn't work. And we're just about to start the show, and I talk into it. And I hand it back to them. I said, here, it's not going to work. And they said, no, 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 you know, keep using it. And I said, but it doesn't work. And they said, well, no, no, no. Like, you know, they, 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 want, to, like, they want to see you use the microphone, like the crowd. And I looked at them and I said, no, 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 they're not idiots. <laughs> yeah. Like, they like, can tell that this. Show, but they're wrestling fans. Right? Yeah, they're they can know. tell that this microphone doesn't work. <laughs> And I, I just, I did the ring announcing. I've got a loud voice as is. So I just, I did it, as I said, sm- at this in this garage. I did the show, like I had to, you know, enunciate my voice like I do anyway. But yeah. I, I went home, and then the next morning, my wife was asleep when I got home. Uh, I got home, I went to bed. When we woke up the next morning, my eyes were bloodshot red because I had popped all the blood vessels in my eyes from from ring announcing so loud jesus yes but yeah so i give i give, i give sabrina the credit of actually giving me that job and you know it 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 definitely that's what got me noticed by ethan but ethan i credit with you know i never would have gotten the opportunities i did i never would have got the confidence i did and uh yeah without him like it was, it was very hard leaving Alpha One. Like people ask me all the time, like what happened, and it nothing happened. It was very hard for me to leave 
uh, Alpha if 1. If you wanted to know what happened, you should listen to the podcast well, that ex- you did. <laughs> and I said that. I said, like, I said, like, there's a podcast about it where I explain why I left. And they said, yeah, and, like, there's, there's a couple people that have said, yeah, I heard that, but why would you just leave Alpha 1? I'm like, you heard why I left Alpha 1. That's it. Yeah. And uh, I've had That's- a few people call me stupid for leaving. Hey, man, so people just just have to go. They know when the time is right. It's, you know, when it's time to go, it's time to go, right? And and like, you know what? And this is, and I'm not saying good, bad, or ugly. I haven't spoken to Ethan since. There has been absolutely really? zero interaction. We haven't talked to each other online. We haven't talked to each other in person. We haven't seen each other. We haven't, we haven't liked a Facebook post of each other. We haven't liked a... Twitter, just nothing's, and it's it's starting to get a little eerie. <laughs> right. It's just starting to get like, well, what is it? and I asked someone, I asked uh, someone that I know is, you know, pretty close with him, and I said, what does Ethan think of me? And he goes, he doesn't think anything of you. And I'm like, not in a bad way, he just like, he's not, apparently he's not, no. he's not good, bad, or indifferent about it. Like, he was surprised I left, but other than that, he hasn't said anything. But it's, it's still kind of eerie, because him and I still had... I think we still had a small, even though him and I were not buddies, we still had that a small amount of friendship. And right, yeah. That, that just kind of all went away. Like when, when my mother passed away, and I've said this before, uh, Ethan was one of the first people to reach out to me and say, are you okay? Right. And, and as soon as he saw me, the next show that I saw him at, he came up to me and he gave me a hug and he said, are you okay? So I... No, it's it's anyway. Well, we're not getting into that again. We've already done that on a podcast. No, we already did that <laughs> podcast. But now I do have a question for you. Sure. Now, since with that, are you? Because I'm, I'm guessing you're still going to be announcing for MCW, correct? I am still oh, announcing for MCW. Okay, um, are you still, are, are you going to like venture out and look for? More booking? Yes. Possibly? Or? Yes. Okay. Don't you listen to the yeah. podcast? I I listen to the podcast, but I probably missed that part. I usually well. I usually do it at the end when I do like my upcoming or whatever. I well actually, and I I haven't really really said it that much. Um, but like, yeah. So maybe you didn't say it at all, Matthew. No, no. I know right. I I know I have said it because <laughs> like I kind of edit editorialized it um, about yeah. how like I have so much time now. You know, mm-hmm. Alpha One is a is a monthly thing. So it was, you know, just I was used to that consistency. Um, so now I do the ring announcing for for MCW, which is, you know, is periodic. And I do the commentary for New School. Yep. And but no, there there is that opening there to go out and do something. Um, to do something more like I've but and I. I don't toot my own my own horn very often, but I truly believe that like ten years ago when I got in with Alpha One, ten years ago the ring announcer was the absolute last person you thought of when you put a show together. And I honestly think that because there was a time that I was working every single weekend, people were reaching out right. to me and you know come on out. But then when I cut my schedule down. I honestly believe people started putting people into that position. It was, it was a, something that they needed. 
to make their show look professional. And, you know, maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't think I am. <laughs> I, I do have to agree with you. I think some people do tend to forget about how much, like, a ring, like, a portent of a ring announcer is. Because with the past two, I'm going to say it's with the past two HWE shows, um, first guy we had, I, they had, like, a, some, like, DJ or radio host or something like that, and he, like, it was bad. Like, for the fact that he, he called Rip R.I.P. Rip, and, like, uh, I think Tyson Dukes was like Tyson Duck or uh, like Dutch. Yeah. Something like that. Like it, it was, he kind of knows it. Like even though it's like, oh, it's the ring announcer's going to announce the blah, blah, But they still, the fans will still pick up like, what is this ring announcer going on about? <laughs> Who is RIP Rip? Yeah. <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> right? But I, I, I do believe like every part of a wrestling show has to be as equally important. Not just, not just the wrestlers, but I mean, like you got to make sure that the, the microphone's working to get the announcing right, get the music right. And the referees and even security, like you got to make sure you have good security. Yeah. At shows. And, and you know, the, the, the ring announcer and, and I actually, it's not even just the ring announcer, the music guy, Special guest referees, if you even want to throw them in there, they have to be wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. They have to have a working knowledge of wrestling. You can't just go in there and commentators. You know, you just, you can't just go. It is such a different animal. And I have said that so many times. And I, did you ever, did I, I don't know if I've ever talked about the, the House of Hardcore story about the music. Have you ever heard that story? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I believe you told. I believe you said in the podcast or you're told. I remember you telling you, you about the House of Hardcore. Yes. Story where I this. I would have to stand up, and then when I sat down is just when they would turn up. the music yep. off. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you just yeah. You you have to be, and, and, and it is such a different animal. Like you can't just be a DJ and do the music. And. That's why it's good, like, with us, with SKM, because even though we just use, like, random people for SKM, like, we probably use girls, uh, but for our big shows that we use Gentleman Jeff, but with Christy Carvello as one of the partners of it, since he's also a ring announcer, uh, he's easy to kind of pick up and kind of guide whoever we choose for ring announcing to go, okay, you know, have a little bit more energy or this is great or, you know, work on this for a second. Just like that. It's always good for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I, I have to say I appreciate your patronage because every week I, like the the, the podcast posts automatically. And then every single morning – it used to be every Friday morning. Now it's every Wednesday morning. Um, it would tell me that you had liked the podcast or shared the podcast, and not just on one page or one platform, but all over the place. And I'm doing this at like I'm finding this at like six o'clock in the morning. Like, and you've done this hours before. Like, 
<laughs> oh yeah. Like what the fuck are you doing at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> uh, watching YouTube really. It's just pretty much just YouTube or porn. But <laughs> but no, like I I try to pay attention to as much wrestling that's happening as possible. Yeah. So like actually, even past uh, two days, uh, you know, like those like pages, like the suggestions for you. Yes. That it's like, oh, if you like this group, so I end up just liking a whole bunch of them. And it'd be like stuff from Puerto Rico, stuff from the States, mostly States. It's Japan. It's like just so I can kind of watch what's been going on. I may not listen to all all the podcasts or like watch all the shows, but it's like, oh, I know what, what shows are happening or try to figure out like what shows are happening, you know, in Rochester this weekend or what's happening down in Ohio or what shows are happening in Japan and whatnot, just so I can continue looking and try to pay attention. It's like, okay, so this is happening. It's like, oh, this match is happening. That would be something to watch or, yeah. oh, they're doing this kind of thing. Like uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff I've been watching, uh, I was actually a lot come from Capital Wrestling, which is based out of New York, I believe. And there's a lot of, there's some sweet wrestling that's happening on there. Some sweet characters. Like, uh, I think the most recent one, the one they're boasting up right now, was the main event between uh, Colby Carino and Homicide for the heavyweight championship. And, like, watching that was, like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Colby, um, we don't, we don't really know each other. Um, like, we, I, obviously I know who he is, but he kind of looks at me and I have to remind him why he knows me. Yeah. Um, and then he remembers because him and I share this one instance where, um, like I've, I've done my work with, uh, with ring of honor. I've said that numerous times and I'm not trying to bore anybody, yeah. <laughs> but, um, the, the guy who, um, you know, decides who's doing what. And he decided I was going to be the timekeeper that night. And Colby had lost his wallet. And usually, I guess with Ring of Honor, they do your payouts not the night of. They're not handing out envelopes at the end of the night. No, no, no. So somebody uh, or this guy walks up to Colby and just, you know, gives gives him money. And at the same time, I walked over and I said, oh, hey, uh, uh, you know, can I talk to you? And I, I know he was like looking at me like, oh, this motherfucker is going to want some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I wanted to say was, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate you letting me do the the, the timekeeping. But you could yeah. tell he was looking at me just like, oh, he's going to ask me for fucking money. Yeah. And, and yeah. Like, <laughs> and Colby uh, saw it too. <laughs> oh, of course. So. I, I actually remember talking shit to Colby. The one time, like, this is when he was, he wasn't wrestling. He was still a kid. Uh, do you remember that CWI show that happened in Brantford that had Hulk Hogan? This is like yes. 2011. Yes, 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 yes. So where we were sitting at the Champ Monkeys, like we were sitting pretty much like we're, we could look over and see the entranceway and all this shit. So we could see uh, Steve and Colby walking by. They just did the match. And it was like a dirty finish or something like that that Colby did or something like that. And they started walking back, and we're all just, like, looking over the edge and just talking absolute shit to Steve. It's like, oh, where'd it go? It's like, you let your daughter help you. You're 
piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, just kept on going on. I was like, Colby's not going to help you. And he's like looking up. I was like, how the fuck do these guys know my son's name? <laughs> like, who are these pricks? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But I, I am actually a bit of a fan of Colby's now. Oh, no, yeah. Like, the uh, stuff that he's been doing, him with the Ugly Duckling is so good. Yeah. Like, the Ugly Duckling by himself, they're awesome, and I would love to see him come up to Canada at some point. But when they included Colby into it, it was just like one of those magic moments. Like, oh, you're not too sure this is going to work, but it's actually working, and it's working really well. Yeah, for sure. So... So it's kind of I don't know where to go now because you've already done all the promotional shit. I don't know where to go off either. We could just continue. <laughs> Dog. Well, okay. Well, uh, actually, hold you... on. This is the Sunday after. Uh, did, did you watch the XFL yesterday? I did not because I was out uh, fly reading postery. Oh, okay. Uh, but I saw a lot of people were talking about it. It's like, oh, the X- XFL tonight. XFL. Did you end up watching it? I well, I watched the whole first game, the uh, the DC versus Seattle game, and I I like it. I uh, I quite enjoyed it. the The second game, I didn't get to watch as much because I had my boy. Um, right. And he can only watch so much football before he's like, "Can we play Paw Patrol?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then he just he exactly. wants to, yeah he just wants to do everything with Paw Patrol, so I can't watch anything. And then you know mom oh, yeah. mom came home, and then I ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my uh, sorry, my microphone kind of just popped out. I was trying to take off my sweater while keeping on my headphones. It's not working. No, that, that didn't work. <laughs> so. Fuck. Anyway, I am I am gonna I am gonna cut us off there. I want to thank you so much, um, and I, I I genuinely wish you the best because uh, as I said, like you're you're a nice guy, you're a charismatic guy, um, and I wish you all the best opportunities. Oh, I thank you for all the nice words and all that kind of stuff, and hopefully we can do this again because this this was definitely fun, and we need to start talking more. We do, we do need to start talking more. Every time you, yeah. and as I said, every time you would push like or whatever on the podcast, I'm like, I got to get that fucker on here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you very much, Scumbag Yates, and uh, we will see each other down the road. Yes, no problem. I'll see you soon, Matthew Terry. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> hey, you too. Bye, Bye now. now. So I listened to the interview with you guys. Um because I wanted to, uh, I knew there was a couple places where I had to do a little bit of editing. So after I did the introduction, I'm like, oh, you know what? I never did go back and do those uh, those edits. So I went back. I didn't know exactly where the edits were uh, were supposed to be. So I listened to the interview, and I'm gonna. I, I actually noticed something. I said before the interview where Scumbag Yates just got right on there and he went right into uh, uh, promotional mode because he listens to the podcast and he knows as soon as he picks up the phone, it's go time. Um, and how I kind of. I was disappointed because, you know, we, we didn't really get that casual, uh, the, 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 the casual experience. And I noticed that as time went on, he did kind of loosen up and he did come out of that scumbag Yates mode. So uh, I'm really glad that that happened. I'm glad that, uh, you know, that he kind of kind of relaxed a little bit. And uh, we actually spoke to the, the, the man behind scumbag Yates. 
Um, but something else I, 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 I did notice, and I want to emphasize from, from my introduction, check this kid out. Um, he has such a love for wrestling. He has uh, such a knowledge of wrestling. And, uh, you know, a good kid. I'm 42 years old. I can say that. He's a good kid. He's, uh, he's really working hard on becoming a good wrestler. And, uh, you know, do me a favor. If, if, you, if you do me any kind of favors, just check this kid out. Look him up on YouTube. Look him, out, look him up on social media. He, he's a damn good kid. So I want to thank him again for being on the show. I want to thank all of you for clicking on that play button once again. And here's to hoping that you guys click on the play button next week. But until then, Prince Isaac, I love you, buddy. I love it too.